This is the Playful Humans podcast. I'm your host, Mike Montague, and my guest this week is Miss Francois. She is right there. Uh, she's a dynamic speaker, entertainer, producer, uh, author, uh, talk show host. We're going to talk about that. That's amazing. You can find her at MissFrancois.com. You can find Playful Humans at PlayfulHumans.com. That's pretty easy to remember as well. You don't have a hard time with the, uh, you don't have to check the show notes for the website addresses today. But uh, if you want to have more fun, flow, and fulfillment in your life, you are in the right place. We're going to have fun with Miss Francois this morning. So check it out. Here we go. It's the Playful Humans podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Miss Francois. How are you doing this morning? I am amazing. Even though it's morning, I'm one of those early people, so I'm always up in the morning. Good. Yeah, sounds great. We like to start the show with the joke of the week. The joke of the week is brought to you by the Procrastinators Club. Join us next week at the Procrastinators Club. Uh, all right. How did the hipster burn her mouth? But let me hear how sad this joke is. Yeah, let me hear the answer to that, Mike. <laughs> how did the hipster burn her mouth? She was drinking her coffee before it was cool. <laughs> oh, wow, that is hilarious. Let me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the response it deserved. Uh, I appreciate it. So tell us about what you have going on. I, I mentioned author, but I didn't say the name of the book. So you talk a lot about relationships. The author, uh, the name of the book is Let That Bleeping Man Go. And you can fill in the bleep with whatever adjective uh, you, you desire, right? I'm still going to keep it clean. It's Let That Effing Man Go. And I put a bunch of symbols in the middle there because I'm like, when you break up with someone, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're not really happy. So it's a way to voice exactly how you're feeling. So you could pick and choose whatever word that fits you at the moment. But it's five plus steps to getting over a breakup. Okay, that's not that playful. But when you get another, after you get out of breakup, you can start being a little more playful after that. I feel like one of those steps should be being more playful and, and getting out there and having fun, right? What are the do you, what are the five steps? Well, in short, I'll just say some well, first is five plus steps, right? What people oh, don't realize plus. is I'm pretty smart. It's really six. But you know, some people are smart as me, but it's okay, right? <laughs> yeah. But I I'll give you some of the steps, right? So some of the yeah. steps is clean house. Right. And people always say, why would you clean your house? But I'm like, there's so many things that's left over from that relationship from pit years. You know, people like to be smelling their man or woman underwear still sleeping in their T-shirts. Mike, you know what I mean? You look like you did a few of those things, you know, trying to keep keep remnant. You look I'm sorry. You look like you slept in T-shirts and all kind of stuff. <laughs> but people keep they don't let they don't separate themselves from something in the past they keep holding on to the, all these memories so one of the things you have to detach and like separate yourself in order to start healing so that's one of the steps so no more smelling people underwear let the ex burn the stuff sell the stuff yeah. make some money you know so that's i can one see of that steps. i'm not so sure about the underwear but yeah i'm a very <laughs> sentimental guy yeah i like to hang on to stuff uh that's great i i think you know uh I want to know all about the talk show and how that turned into it, because I, I read a little bit about your story online and I know that you kind of launched this thing, but it's become a big deal. You're in 
you know, 22 Caribbean countries and have this uh, syndicated in all kinds of cool places. So congratulations on that success. Thank you. I'm pretty amazing, right? Well, when you (laughs) keep, like I always, people always say, oh, you're an expert on relationships. I'm not, I'm like, I'm not an expert in staying in a relationship and basically getting over it. So I'm still (laughs) single, Mike. I ain't seen no ring. I'm trying to look at your fingers. You know, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Anywhere I'm going, oh, damn it. Uh, whatever <laughs> anyway in case you're looking for a mistress i'm still open so with my talk show it basically comes from a sad place in the beginning where you know breaking up relationships not working out whatever the case might be and we all know right now mike it's not me it's them right mike yeah Thank absolutely <laughs> so it really came from that kind of place and it came from i, I started in toastmasters if you ever heard about toastmasters this has nothing to do with drinking yeah, right but all to do with personal development, public speaking. And I started with a, a speech called Steve Harvey can't find me a man. And he still hasn't. Thanks, Steve. Right. And from there, <laughs> I won like competitions in Toastmaster. I made it a one woman show on Off-Broadway. Sold out shows. Thank you very much. And someone some, someone just came up to me and I was at like a dumb time in my life. And they said, oh, what would you want to do? I was like, oh. I want to show like Carol Burnett, you know, with skits and fun and comedy. And I did what I needed to do, at the, take the classes, whatever. And it turned into taking my own life story and changing it into a relationship-focused talk show. But adding humor. I don't want anyone coming on my show crying and telling me any sob story. Everyone have a sad story. Stop trying to feel special. But because of <laughs> some of those stories, you can make it fun. Because how much time you don't look back to some of your really sad relationships, Mike, and you realize, oh, my God, why did I date her? She's not even that cute. She wasn't even that smart. And you even laugh at yourself and laugh at the situation. So I feel like laughing at some of these situations help other people. Look at their situation. Honestly, it's not that serious. You learn from it. You learn so much from it. You move on and you might meet someone even 10 times more amazing. Right, Mike? Well, absolutely. And I'm excited to talk to you about it here today because I do think uh, dating is hysterical. It's just a funny endeavor. And uh, also that you need to be playful in your relationships and stuff, right? If you take all this stuff way too seriously, what kind of playful we talking about? Not going to work out, you know. Any of them, <laughs> <laughs> any kind of playful, really. But uh, you know, the point of it is to to have fun and and make yourself, you know, feel good and be around people that inspire you and and challenge you and push you and and uh, all the things that we would describe to uh, playing, right? It's it's freely chosen. It's it's fun. It's challenging and. It's engaging. It makes you feel present in your life. I think it starts being so intense as you get older also. If you notice, again, it's the same thing. Like when you're a kid, you're running, you're throwing yourself down, you're jumping around. As you get older, it's teenagers, so your early 20s. He could take you to McDonald's. You have some fun. You go, you know, it's simpler. When you start to get older and you've been through so much different experience, oh, my God, I think we started to be just angry people dating. Like, oh, my God, you ain't got this kind of job. What kind of benefits your job have? How many people you been with? What you doing? You, what are your goals? Like, it's, it starts to become, uh, I need a resume in order to even take you out. And honestly, people should have a resume to take me out. I'm just keeping it real. But it's amazing how intense dating and relationship has become. It's not that playful anymore. Like they, they take the fun out of it. As we women, as soon as we date somebody, if I go out with you, Mike, I'm like immediately, oh my God, my kids are going to be like five, 10. Oh my God, we could live this place. Oh, you like warm climates? Like women plan the whole thing on the first date, exactly how this whole relationship is going to play out. And we forget to be present in the moment and just have some fun and just eat some food. Just 
you know, yeah. do a, go to the movies, take a trip, do, take a walk and be present. But no one is present anymore. Everyone just keep planning and planning and planning. And obviously it's not working out, right? Because I'm still single and I'm here yeah. on your podcast. Well, I think there is a lot of uh, ironic and, and funny things about dating. Like I, like I said, I host game shows, uh, so I, I got the Steve Harvey look uh, a little bit here, but um, <laughs> I need, I'm not suited up this morning. But um, one of our questions is a popular place to go on a first date. And the number one answer is the movies, which is two hours of not talking to the other person. Uh, not really a great first date. Spot, I don't right? know why we I think we just say that because it's always it just seems easier. First of all, it's affordable, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if you get something to eat, you get some popcorns, a soda. I mean, that's affordable dates, not breaking the bank. But and and I think that should come a lot with the guys too, because you get to put maybe a hand around the person's shoulder. Hopefully, it's a scary movie that she's like, oh my God. But honestly, <laughs> it's not getting to know the person. It's fun, but maybe on the, you know, the second, third, fourth date, when you decide maybe I could actually have a conversation with this person and this person is interested enough, but I, I never understood that. I also heard one of the worst dates you can go on is at, at dinner. First of all, you're spending a bunch of money. You don't even know the person. And they said the worst food to order is spaghetti because you have to do that whole slurp and yeah. it's not that sexy. Uh, I will admit that I do like uh, Italian food. So that, that was one of my first day go spots. Uh, but uh, mini golfing also very good. That's active. You're up uh, doing a little, yeah. little mini golfing. You get to show off uh, any skills you have. If you have some and, and plenty of time to, to talk. Yeah. Do you have a favorite first date? Like, like I'm a, a very outgoing person, right? So my, but my, my first date, since I don't really know you, I like to keep it simple. First of all, I love ice cream. So guys, if you want to take me on a date, take me for ice cream. I will talk. I will be so happy. I love ice cream. Or just a simple walk in the park if it's a, a summer's day. Just more conversation and a light conversation to see if it makes sense for us to even talk again on the phone or even meet in person. And again, you're saving money. I'm not into, oh, you got to buy me this dinner. What's the point yeah. of that? For me to bid, put on my best outfit, put on my shoes that are going to give me corns and all kind of calluses, <laughs> impress who? You know, so I'm good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think a, a good coffee date uh, or like breakfast or lunch instead of dinner is even better because there's less things. You're not don't feel that pressure to dress up and everything. You can you can show up and exactly. be casual. Exactly. Yeah. I had to put my good wig on. It's, it's too much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell me about your career. Have you always been playful or did you have like a, a day job and serious? Uh, I don't see you in a serious like corporate office uh, You're setting. You're telling here. me. <laughs> yeah. So did you ever do that and have to break out or have you always? So I, I'm a manager in a financial institution and people find that hard to believe. Right. Because I was I like, the funny too. thing is, I don't like numbers. I work in a bank, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, from the, the thing is, I do, I do actually like my job a lot. I think I like the policy and procedure, but the only thing is I'm not the typical manager. So if you ever walk into my bank, not your business, you don't need to know where I work. <laughs> but when you walk into the bank, typically it's like, hi, how are you? May, we, may, may I help you? You know, have a seat. Do you have an appointment? That's not my personality. And even though I have tried to do that in the early days, it's not me. I'm more like, hi, I see you came to see me. I understand why. Can I help you? with Like, I am 
personality all day. But at the same time, I think it puts people guards down. They tend to laugh. They're more relaxed. And believe me, because of my personality, they bring the money. So obviously I'm doing something right. I'm just not doing it how some people would like me to do it, but I'm doing something right. Well, I think that's awesome. That's part of my message too. You know, I see empowerment behind you uh, uh, on your backdrop, but also the word authentic. And that is something that uh, I'm passionate about because I kind of said that before we hit record, actually, that I'm in the play space. I'm a play professional. I host game shows and DJ and karaoke and all kinds of crazy things, but I don't wear the silly bow tie and like the arrow through my head. (laughs) And I'm not just like goofy for the sake of being goofy. That's not my style. So I can also, I feel like I have an off button uh, that some people <laughs> don't have, you know, that uh, that my power, my authenticness is to be real with with people and connect with them. And I think you need to be who you are. If you are the crazy bow tie guy, go have at it. You know, that's awesome. That's that's your thing. And you'll attract people with that energy, too. But uh, I, I'm wondering with your show and, and what you talk about or even in, in dating and relationships, how do those words resonate with you? Or the authentic, because my thing yeah. is, right, I always, in the early days, I, saw, I, saw, I make myself sound like I'm 80 or something in the early days. Oh, my God. Like yesterday, right, people always used to get on me for my personality. They thought I was too, too much. Oh, the reason I might not track a man is because I need to tone it down a bit and not be so much of myself. And after I captured a man, then I could be myself. And I'm like, and I've tried it. It's just crazy. And I, what I realize is even when I try to be those kind of people, I'm unhappy. You know, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. It's sad. It's like I'm holding so much in. And as even I think a lot of myself, I get to be myself on my show because I said if people don't like it, it's the Miss France. Also, it's my show. I really don't care. So in doing my show and getting to be myself exactly who I am, it's fun. And again, you attract those kind of energy people like people supposed to like you for who you are. No, not everyone's going to like you, but okay. It's like 300 million people in America and 7 million people in the world. All I need is that what 1 million, I'll be fine. So yeah. I, every, everything is not for everyone, but I like being me. And I think in being me, I get to empower others. I'm even empowering myself. It, it just, and it's entertaining at the same time. How awesome it is you get to do what you love by being yourself. Not a lot of people can say that. And I can get to say that. Well, I think that's that's exactly why I try to interview playful people on this podcast, whether they're jugglers or comedians or anything. I, I think when you get to do your passion and you get to be yourself for a living, I think that's a really powerful thing. And I heard a quote one time. I'm going to have to look up uh, who said it because I, I use it a lot. But um People get paid for what they do, make less than people who get paid for who they are. So some of the most like powerful and and rich people on the planet are paid for who they are, not what they're producing or or what they're doing. And I I find that so interesting. And it makes sense to me as you kind of level up in your life and you think about self-actualization and and what you want to do and how you express yourself. Like once you are something rather than trying to do something it uh, it becomes a lot more powerful, right? Yeah, and a lot of times I think we, when we do something, we're doing what a lot of other people want us to do, what our parents want us to do, what your grandparents want us to do, what your teachers want you to do, you know? And I think we get all, you know, wrapped up in that, that we lost ourselves along the way. And I think it's so sad, but it's later years, sometimes you wake up one day and you're like, but I'm not happy or I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to be married to this guy that my dad told me I should marry, you know? And I always say, oh, that's fine. 
that's part of life experience, but I hope it happens earlier than later in life. You know, they claim it's never too late. Sometimes it is kind of late, people. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> it might be later so, but than how, usual. But, but. sometimes people, I have had people like on their, like no stories of people on their dead bed. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, you know, then they wish they had done this. And honestly, at that point in time, it is too late, you know? So the yeah. earlier, I think the earlier you find out these things, it's so much better. You get to enjoy life and hopefully you live till you're 80 or 100. But some people don't get the opportunity because it's it's too late when you're on your deathbed. Well, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Order matters. Hard. It's not that playful, but you get it. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. I think you now is always the best time to, to do something right. But sometimes order does matter, right? If you want to be a professional athlete or have a big family or something, those are probably things you want to do when you're younger and not when you're 80. Uh, right. And then. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, but I, at the same time, I think there are ways to be in professional sports or to, you know, foster kids and things like that. If that is your dream and you feel like you missed your chance, I think there's always another chance to, to start again or find a way to, to make that work. Um, so that's interesting. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your show and how you make that work, because I, I feel like there is a lot of stuff to unpack there around like imposter syndrome. And do I have the right to have my own uh, talk show or a podcast like I do and stuff? I feel like there are a lot of people that want to do those kind of things and be as expressive as you are, but they hold that back. Do you have any advice for us? I, I think especially in the beginning to, to just start, because I say a lot of times people problem is they don't even start because by the time they think about it, get excited, they just switch it off and be like, you know, they have all these negative things that enters into their mind and stays in your subconscious, right? For me, one of the things, and, and that's even in my book, I put one of the things that helps me through is having great friends, but I don't like using the word friends because people have watered down friends so much, BFF, friends with benefits. So I call people that are very, very close to me, meaning like two people or one, is confidence, right? Because confidence mm -hmm. is that person that you could a hundred percent tell everything and trust it's going to be between me and that person. At the same time, the person is listening and not always trying to fix the issue or give you advice. It's just that person being there for you. And I think with me having that right person with that right mindset and being on the same level and energy is very encouraging and could always push you to that next level to keep you at least have you start you know, to figure out if this is what you really want. Because sometimes you have those friends that are going to, no, you shouldn't be doing that or blah, 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 <laughs> or whatever. And sometimes it's even your own family because a lot of things I realized with family and your old friends that you have had for 20 years, they always know the person that you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And they always bring that up. Well, you know, you don't get up early in the morning when you have totally changed. So with me, it's having the right people in your corner that's encouraging and supportive and could definitely. And you you meet people along the way as you continue to network. Sometimes that person you met two years ago is that person that will help get you to the next level compared to that person you have known for 20 years. That's your friend. Yeah, I uh, I love that. I think that's great. And it also just kind of lends into what we talk about here a lot, too, about being playful is is doing it with other people and people that you trust and, and, you know, being open enough to experience things and to allow them to be your confidant and, and stuff, I think, is is great there. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit with you and ask you, uh, what is the most fun for you? What is the most fun you have? Fun? Oh, what? <laughs> 
But this is fun as in, well, fun could be so many things to different people. When it comes to my show, especially, I think that's when I do have the most fun. Like before COVID, because now I have like a mini studio at home. Before COVID, I used to do it in uh, state-of-the-art camera equipment or studio, so forth and so on, which we're going to open back in 2022. But I think with all its preparation and stuff, it's exhausting. I'm not going to lie. I'm just mm-hmm. keeping it 100% real. But when I sit in that chair and I put the, the lights come on and the person sit in front of me, for that 30 minutes, I have so much fun. And sometimes one of my things is I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to say. I don't, you never know what I'm thinking. But I always think, I, I ask the questions other people might be wanting to ask. And I just have fun in watching people go like, huh? I don't know you could ask me that. Like just being open. I just like that. And that's fun for me. And the other thing that I do personally, but some people might think it's all that fun, but I love reading. I read a lot. I'm one of those people that have the hardcover books. I have the Audible. I have the book on my Kindle. I have the book on my job. I love to read. And I think one of the reasons I love reading so much is my imaginations get to go all over. And I don't read them. Those kind of books with that kind of imagining, but I'm more into personal development or people's story. I love to hear people's story. I like to hear the struggle and how they overcome it and where they are yeah. now and look at them. So that's my fun and exciting time for me. I get really excited just reading and learning something new. Me too. I, I can relate to that a lot. For me, that's more of a centering uh, activity and, and stuff, but I, I really do love learning and I, I love hearing people's stories like, like that as well. Uh, so is there anything on your fun bucket list? Is there a guest you've always wanted on the show or something you've always wanted to do? What's like the pinnacle? What would be the most fun? So I'm one of those people, right? A lot of people love Oprah. So I, Oprah, I don't, she don't need to be on my show. She needs to be calling me so I could be a part of whatever she does. So that's the level. I My friend always asks me what would have to happen in, in five years, for example, that would, be, I would believe that I have made it. And I always said, Oprah would call me and I would put on hold. And I believe, I'm not saying that to be, oh, I think I'm all that. But for Oprah to call you, instead of me going, oh my God, it's Oprah. I'm like, no, that's my <laughs> mindset should be at a level like, you took kind of long, Oprah. Like, what's the problem? You see what I've been doing. I've been waiting on this phone call. So hold on one second. Ellen is on the other line. Tyler Perry is on the other line. I'll call you right back. So that's <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Now, I feel like you're the first guest maybe that I don't have to ask, but would you like to play a game? <laughs> no, you don't have yeah. to ask. <laughs> he is in. All right. Well, I'm going to spin our wheel of games. There are 10 games on here and you got two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie is pretty easy. <laughs> All you have to do is say two fun facts about yourself and one that is fiction, one that's completely made up. And we're going to try and guess which one is the lie. So I'll go first. Uh, I let me think about this here for a second. All right. I opened and did post-show entertainment for the Thunder Down Under male uh, strip club group. Uh, I have done a voiceover for Cirilla's uh, adult toy store, or I have hosted the Missy B's drag show, the famous Missy B's drag show here in Kansas city. I think number two is the lie. Oh no, it's number three. I haven't, uh, haven't hosted the drag show, but I was the MC for thunder down under once. And I, uh, cause you laughed. So I, <laughs> so I it's did. not like you had a memory of it. So that's what took you. 
That was true. <laughs> the Cirilla's uh, commercial was really funny. I was on the radio, so I did a voiceover uh, for that, but but not as myself. So that was good. All right, uh, you your turn. A, you do you do have an awesome voice. Like when you start the show with the song, and I oh, it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, okay. your, your turn. Okay, so I love meeting celebrities. To me, that's always awesome and exciting. So. One is I met Snoop Dogg, which was pretty awesome. And that's one. Okay, I met Snoop Dogg. Okay. And he wasn't smoking for once. The second one is I met Carol Burnett, because that's like my idol. And she thought I was amazing and beautiful. So that was awesome. And thirdly, I met Bill Clinton. I don't care if you like him or not. And he gave me a kiss and I didn't wash my face for like two days. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, those are interesting stories. You kind of leaned into all three like they were true, but I'm I will. That good. Uh, I know. Um, so you said Snoop Dogg was not smoking. That sounds like a lie, but uh, maybe not at that <laughs> moment. So I'm going to I'm going to save that one. And then uh, I've seen Carol Burnett in Hawaii when I was there on on vacation, but I didn't get to meet her. So I think that's still possible. Um, so I'm going to say Bill Clinton is the lie. <laughs> no, that's the truth. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I believe the kiss on the cheek, though. That was the thing. Like Bill Clinton kissing you and Snoop Dogg not awesome. smoking. I should have gone with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, well, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> ah, dang it. I knew it. You gave it away. All right. Well, thank you for playing anyway. Um, we both missed. So that means you win as our guest. You win a free 30 second commercial here. Any asks or gives for our audience? How can we best help you? Okay. So my thing is, you could, just like Mike said, you can go to my website, www. That's Miss Francois. And you can download my free ebook. Is tell you exactly some short steps how to get get over a breakup, so forth and so on. And in October, I'm starting this new course, which is basically you changing and going to the next chapter in your life because we letting that effing man go. So definitely check out my website. You can check me out on all, and I do mean all social media platform because I'm amazing. I mean, don't you want to see more of this, right, Mike? Well, be married, but everyone else, like beside Mike, I'm sorry. All right. So check out my website, www.missfrancois.com. <laughs> there you go. And she's also accepting resumes because she's still single. <laughs> so if you want to send that through uh, the, the DMs, you can do that as well. Uh, thank you for joining us, Miss Francois. Check out that website, missfrancois.com or on all the socials there. If you would like to learn more about Playful Humans, go to playfulhumans.com. We have a community there where you can join other adults trying to rediscover the power of play and have more uh, connection, better company cultures, uh, more just fun in your life and, and beat the boredom and, and burnout. Go to Playful Humans, reach out to us. We do team building events and all kinds of stuff there as well. So uh, until next time, go play, everybody. Have fun. Don't wait for tomorrow.